Welcome to Career Crossroads. I'm your host, Jonathan Colleton, and if you're struggling with a career decision or work with people who need help making career decisions, I am glad you're here. This is the fourth episode in the Chronicling Career Crossroads series, and today we're talking about marketing. Specifically, we're going to talk about what the marketing for Career Crossroads has been like and how it needs to change given the direction we're going in. I've probably mentioned this before in the podcast, but I have a new-ish interest in marketing. I started doing some marketing tasks for my job back in 2021, and then in the summer of 2022, I took the first course in a marketing certificate at the University of Toronto School of Continuing Studies. I'm in another class right now, actually, Foundations of Digital Communication. While I feel like I've certainly learned a lot, I'm definitely not an expert, so I didn't want to rely solely on my own ideas for this episode. There's no use talking into an echo chamber of one, so I reached out to a former guest who spends a lot more of their time thinking about marketing than I do so we could have a bit of a discussion. Ronak Patel was one of the earliest guests on Career Crossroads. I think he was episode 8 or 9. We talked about his career in marketing and business and how he's using those skills now to run him and his wife Heather's business, Play a Latte, a coffee shop that's also a children's play place. Ronak has both the education to talk marketing at a high level and the practical experience to talk about it at the ground level, so he's someone I like to bounce ideas off of quite a bit. I asked him to have a brief chat about marketing for the Chronicling series, so here is that conversation. So Ronak, jumping right into this, we've actually been talking for a few minutes here and I realized we got to hit record because we are getting into the good content that'll be useful for the episode. And one of the things that we were just chatting about was the styles of episode that I'm going to be switching up to so that there is more than just the typical long form content. You said that it has this sort of longevity to it, how I could initially go from one style of episode that would be useful for high school students, then another style for university students, potentially another style that is uh, for really anybody else. And that was something that was something I hadn't thought about. And so from a, the perspective of marketing things, uh, you know, you're the guy I talked to about this type of stuff. And I wanted to actually know, and I know this isn't a question I told you I would ask you, but when it comes to marketing, do you have do you do a lot of bouncing ideas off other people when you're thinking about like new strategies, new ways to do things? Because only while we have been chatting here, did I actually think about that idea of how there is that sort of progression of what high school students would want to hear versus what university students beyond would want to hear. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that happens. Anytime I've come up with marketing ideas, um, like I'm obviously talking to my wife about the business that we own together. Uh, but then one of my friends from the MBA program, Sarah, Um, I talk to her all the time and sometimes it's a brain fart. Sometimes it's a great idea. And so it's nice to bounce that off of uh, somebody else and they might have a different perspective, just like I provide one to you, just looking at it um, not as closely as you might've been doing when you were developing it. And you can think of it as, Hey, think of it from this perspective or poke holes into it where you might be super enthusiastic about the idea, but you haven't considered this one aspect that would take it off the rails. So um, it definitely helps, and at least once a day, I bounce an idea or anything that I'm doing from a marketing perspective onto at least one other person. It's a good thing we are recording this whole conversation then. Okay, <laughs> so one of the questions that I did want to talk to you about was, you know, you have gone from working for someone else, marketing someone else's thing, 
to now having your own thing with Play a Latte and trying to market and promote that. Has that changed how you go about marketing? Has there the shift in someone else's thing versus my thing, has that really shifted anything for you? Absolutely. So in every other role I've had when it came to marketing, that was my sole responsibility is the marketing side of things. I don't have to worry about budgets. I don't have to worry about payroll. I don't have to worry about anything except except for the marketing perspective of that business. Now, when you're running your own organization, it's great that you have the freedom to do whatever you want. So I don't have the same restrictions as I would when I was working at the university or working for an insurance company, um, just because they have certain things that they can and can't do. As a retail business, I can do whatever I want for the most part, as long as it's ethical and follows some of the basic guidelines from Canadian laws that we have. Outside of that, I can do whatever I want, but I don't have the resources for that. So I only have so much money, but more importantly, I only have so much time. So anytime I'm looking at marketing stuff, I'm looking at the efficiency and basically the performance or what the outcome is going to be coming from that. So am I getting a return if I'm putting in all this effort into certain marketing activities? Am I actually getting sales out of it? Because for a small business, it comes down to the revenue generation and profitability. So you can't go and do every single thing that I could have done in a bigger organization because they can afford to fail a few times over. Small businesses, they don't. So that's a challenge because it's that resource side of things that I have to run into. And then at the end of the day, I have to put a stop to it because I have to go and take care of payroll. I have to go and take care of the bills. I have to go and take care of customer service and actually running the shop. So it definitely has changed and it's just more focused in terms of what I can do and accept that I won't be able to do every marketing idea I want. Yeah. So there's definitely a a level of decisiveness that you have to pick something and go with it and see it through because you're already partway down that road and the cost of changing something up at a certain point uh, and the, the time, the resources just makes it less worth it. And a decisiveness is something I yep. certainly need to uh, work on in everything related to uh, my entire life, really, but career crossroads specifically. Well, it's not just the deciding that you're going to keep going with it. You also have to decide, hey, you know what? Am I going to stop? Uh, and I use that example a few times when I was talking in the past of like, hey, we want to go on TikTok. We want to go on Reels for Instagram or whatever it is that we're producing. That takes a lot of effort and takes a lot of time and that time resource. So um, we realized early on that, yeah, we can't do it. So we're going to have to put a pause on that or hand it off to somebody else and just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, actually, this is something we were just texting about the other day. We were talking about uh, filming Instagram reels and TikToks and whether or not we each watch ourselves as we are filming those things. So we had a a good conversation about that, which is a great segue because what I wanted to ask you about was your specific marketing channels. What I am seeing, the public side of what I see from Play Latte is is a lot of Instagram and some TikTok. And I'm sure you have other methods of marketing and promotion that you're using, but that's what I see. And I want to highlight those because those are similar to the channels that I am trying to use. Those are the ways that I think I can connect with the audience that I'm looking for, or at least they seem like the most accessible ways for me to get a message out there in that I can make that content. There are apps that I'm using anyway, and they seem very popular still at this time. You know, Instagram might, it might not be what it was, but it, it might still be what it was. And TikTok has exploded in the last number of years. So I want to know if you have any tips for engagement on those specific promotional channels. 
or are there things that you find the most effective when it comes to connecting with your customers specifically? Yeah. So for us, again, I go back to that performance and efficiency of the effort that I'm putting in and the return I get out of it. So we have heavily, like you've said, uh, utilized Instagram, Facebook. We did touch on TikTok for a bit. But for us, we're either getting people through our doors to purchase products or purchase playdates or coffee, or they're coming online to pre-book some of their events and activities that they're going to do with us. So one way or another, I need them to go and spend a dollar with us in-store or online. And we realize that we can't hit every North American citizen. They're not going to come to Kitchener, Ontario to come and visit us. As great as Play Latte is, uh, worth the drive from Vancouver or flight from California to come over here. So we've accepted that we have to find a way to get the customers in that Kitchener-Waterloo region to come through. And we found Instagram has been the most effective where it links to my website and it gets people to click on something and come directly to our website. So trying to go after the impressions, trying to go after this broad audience isn't really worthwhile for us. So we could have 10,000, we could have 20,000 followers, but if they're not buying stuff and I'm getting a one to 2% conversion, it's not worth it. Whereas for us, we're seeing a seven to 8% conversion. And in the marketing world, that is huge. So we have this very tiny, but very captive audience. And that's who we're marketing to. Um, and that's why we looked at some of the other products that are out there and other platforms that are out there. And we just found that it's not worth the effort. So TikTok is a great example. It has blown up. But how many times have you gone through a video and said, you know what, I'm going to click on that. And within the next step, are you going to go and purchase a product from somebody? I'm assuming that's fairly low. A lot of people are using TikTok as a replacement for television, replacement for Netflix, replacement for some kind of streaming platform. So they're looking at more for entertainment. And yeah, there are some businesses and there are some influencers who are making money off of it. We just found that that was impossible for us. So we said, we're going to abandon that. We'll do a couple of them, but there's no requirement that it's going to make money. Nor am I going to tell my staff, hey, spend a day coming up with content every single day at TikTok or for TikTok. Uh, rather, we, we, I say Heather and myself, create content for Instagram because we know we can put a URL in there, click on it, get to our website, make a purchase. Okay. That definitely gives me some stuff to dig into and think about how career crossroads, which sort of has these, these two new streams that I'm working for, uh, working towards, gives me a little bit to think about in terms of how to promote each of those things to different groups, because I've got on the one hand, the podcast that I want to get into the ears of students and people looking at career shifts. And I think perhaps one of the ways to do that is um, I'm looking for people who are looking to make a change. Uh, and with students, the way to attract them is, I think, to get their teachers who will then hopefully recommend this as something useful to them or high school, uh, sorry, university career counselors and staff at career uh, exchange not exchange places, but, you know, places where career counselors work, firms, things like that. So that's one hit, one side of it. But on the other side, the public speaking stuff, I need to get this into the hands of decision makers who would be hiring those type of people. So that's, you know, very much high school career counselors and university administration, um, high school administration. So I've got to think about how now to take what I've been doing and just trying to put it into 
promote it one way and and really split it so I can hit both of those audiences. So that is something I'm going to have to think about moving forward. The difference that we run into here is that for me, I'm trying to get somebody physically into our location, whereas you have this ability that you can consume your content on the drive to school, on the drive or the commute on the bus to and from home or from practice or whatever. So it's a lot easier to consume the content that you're creating. And students are looking at that transition period. Um, people who are going to the working world are looking at that transition period. And they're usually sitting around trying to consume some information to help them make that decision. So if you're able to get in their ear, whether it's through the influence of a staff, or through a counselor, some kind of career expert that's going to say, hey, check out this if you're looking for that inspiration or motivation, it's nice to have that seal of approval from somebody else. So yeah, once you get into the hands of a, once your content is in the hands of a career counselor, it makes it a whole lot easier for them to introduce it because they said, hey, you know what? I checked this out. I think it's valuable for you. All right, final question for you. Yep. If you were in my shoes and you were tasked with trying to get the podcast and the public speaking side of things to these various parties, what do you think would be the most effective promotional tool to use? I would probably lean towards a combination of all of those short reels, YouTube shorts, even the TikTok videos where it's this quick consumable less than 30 second content uh even if you're taking snippets of some of the podcasts that you've created in the past or a market update of what's going on right now and here's how you can transition here's how you can move in that world because that's so reusable for all of the platforms and all of them are easily linked to not something that's a money maker or some kind of e-commerce platform it's straight to link to your website or to the podcast link uh, so that they can subscribe to it. So I would say all three of those from the platforms that are pretty popular right now. Uh, Snap is another one that I would consider. The problem is I don't have enough experience in that to be like, hey, go for that. It's again, I know where I fit and I know the experience I have. But when you look at the audience that you're going after, that's where they're most active. So that's something you'd have to go and research of how do I fit into that conversation authentically too you can't just come up with the content that you're using for instagram or for tiktok and throw it on snap and hope for the best on their platform on their needs so um yeah i would say snap would be good for the high school content and then combination of tiktoks uh, instagram reels and youtube shorts for the rest of them well wise as always thank you very much for the feedback ronak and uh, i'm sure i'll be tapping you for more feedback in the future Anytime, uh, you know where I am and always happy to chat in the evenings there for, uh, for marketing stuff because it definitely helps me as well with uh, new ideas for myself. Thanks again to Ronak for sitting down and chatting. And I think one of the things I've just proven is it's always valuable to have people to talk to to get feedback on your ideas and just bounce thoughts off of. I knew what questions I was going to ask going into that conversation, but some of the things that I heard from that were not things I was entirely thinking about, or maybe not thinking about as much as I should be. For example, limited time and resources. I need to focus on certain things. I can't do everything. Like Ronak with Play a Latte, I am attempting to have a podcast that is also a business, and I've got to connect with potential guests and look at potential speaking opportunities, but I've also got to deal with 
ensuring all my accounts are up to date and I'm paying for the services I'm using every month and managing the website and managing all the social media. So I have to be decisive and, and pick some things and do what I can and, and not do more than that. So these are all different things I picked up from this conversation that are very specifically related to marketing and promotion. One of the other things Ronak said was something that I had thought about, but maybe not in this exact same terminology. And so it, it's nice to hear it from someone else because it sort of validates something that I was thinking, which is that when a high school teacher or guidance counselor can recommend this podcast to students, he called it a seal of approval, which was a specific phrasing I really like. And I actually think that is something I would probably use if I'm explaining why it's important to me that potentially this gets into the hands of those people. So I'm going to be thinking more and more about that as I continue to do the work on figuring out how to promote this. Because at the end of the day, this is one conversation, and yes, some good ideas came from it, but the work is certainly not over. There's a whole bunch of other things I wanted to talk about in this episode before I ever had the conversation with Ronak that just based on time and you know the conversation that him and I have, I'm not even going to get into. Like the podcast website, episode artwork, business cards, connecting with people on LinkedIn, networking. These are all things that I think are important parts of my marketing and promotional strategy that I have more work to do on. I anticipate that the next episode, episode five of the Chronicle series, is going to be the last episode of Chronicling Career Crossroads, at least for now. I did say in the first episode of this series that potentially every update episode from now on will be called Chronicling Career Crossroads. It'll all be part of this series. But for now, I'm going to go with this five-part series, and then we're going to get back to Career Crossroads as an interview podcast. And that's where these new different episode styles will start. But maybe next week, I will come back and touch on all these things I kind of expected to talk more about now that I just haven't got to today. One major advantage of that is that gives me an extra week or so to work on those things, which is desperately needed because the one thing that I've always struggled with with this podcast is getting behind on the work that I want to do or having a big list of things that I could do but never having enough time to do all of them. So maybe I'll have to practice being decisive in the next week and decide what I'm going to talk about next week. I'm going to wrap up there, but as always, I know there are people amongst the audience here who are experts in the subject of this particular episode, marketing. So if you have any particular tips or feedback you think would be helpful for me to know when it comes to promoting both Career Crossroads as the podcast, as well as the public speaking that I've been talking about, feel free to send a message through the contact page at careercrossroads.ca. Otherwise... I will see you next week for the fifth and final Chronicling Career Crossroads episode.